everybody, and welcome to a new episode of StartupRad.io, your podcast show with startup news and interviews from Germany. Hello and welcome everybody. This is StartupRad.io once again with your monthly startup news wrap up here from Germany in the heart of Europe in Frankfurt. There are two sponsors this time. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Slack. Millions of people in hundreds of thousands of companies rely on Slack to get their work done. For them, Slack is where all the people and tools they need to work together are gathered, where ideas form, evolve, and reach fruition, where plans are proposed, documents exchanged, expenses approved, travel booked, and deals signed off, where decisions are made and consensus is reached where the humdrum becomes the easily done. Slack, where work happens. Find out why at slack.com, as well as Frankfurt-based startups.observer. Support for this program comes from startup.observer. Startups.observer is like online dating for startups and investors. And you'll find the link for both of our sponsors here in the show notes at www.startuprate.io or in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this. And as you can hear in the background, there is my man from New York again. Hey, Christian, how you doing? I'm pretty okay. I have to excuse myself for two things. One is that here in New York, a uh, construction broke out again in front of my window, so you might hear that or the honking. And two is that I have a little cold, and this little cold even got me uh, into the program, even though I was muted and I coughed so hard that I unmuted myself i think whatever but i'm a huge fan I of slack as well not getting serious no it's just yeah. a u usual false uh, cuff Actually, anyway. we, we got to admit at uh, Startup Radio, we do have a Slack with all the people who are working on Startup Radio. So therefore, we are pretty familiar with the tool. And we have to tell our listeners that this is the last Startup News they'll get from us this year. That means we get together beginning of next year and give you a December wrap up. Hopefully, with already some numbers and trends on in the Christmas business, as well as a review of last year, at least recommendations of what you could read. Because if I remember it correctly from the last years, there were like hundreds of thousands of reviews from the passing year. And we take our time to get through them and actually give you recommendations for the best. So, as I said, Happy holidays, guys, and hopefully you tune in next year again. And here are the news. Housekeeping. I've been pretty busy. I did publish, once again, videos since our last podcast at www.youtube.com slash c slash startup radio. I repeat, slash C slash Startup Radio. We talked in a series to startups in the Merck Accelerator program, who has also sponsored these videos, including a tool which turns your smartphone into a microscope and helps craft beer brewers, a startup which helps diabetes patients in their daily life without the need for drops of blood and an algorithm to forecast their blood sugar, And finally, my most favorite interview, he is a 22-year-old entrepreneur who just finished his bachelor's in Heidelberg. And 
before that, he actually had a part of his brain removed in a neurosurgery in order to cure him of epilepsy. Now he wants to help others after such a surgery to recover faster with his VR startup. Isn't that an awesome story, Chris? Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's, it's, I mean, they always tell you to start with why in a startup world, but I mean, this is probably like the strongest why ever. <laughs> really good. Yeah, and it was actually fun there as well. We have been at the Year of Finance Tech, which is an annual event here in Frankfurt, like embedded into the Year of Finance Week. And we actually been there to make some live streams. Unfortunately, it turned out my high-end equipment <clears throat> that I brought was able to do HD streams, but the Wi-Fi of the reception area where we've been located wasn't. So we actually did the recordings at the place, but we put them later on to YouTube. I was talking with fintechs, one from Chicago, one from Rome, one from Berlin, and of course, an HR tech from Frankfurt. Totally worth listening to and viewing. And finally, we had an audio podcast with, sorry for butchering the name, Patrick De Zoy. He is CEO and co-founder of Startup Bootcamp Amsterdam. And he has some interesting stuff to tell about startups, accelerators, and all the like. And finally, Chris? Uh, yes. And um, you were uh, a co-author for a magazine article at Start As Magazine in Germany. And obviously, it's the complete Frankfurt Startup City Guide, one of your uh, one of the topics very close to your heart, because as I can see, when we now talk about the ecosystem, Frankfurt is catching up. Um, but probably I can do it. Um, we have uh, a new report that came out from uh, the German startup blog Gründerszene. Fintech startups seem to love Berlin, but Frankfurt is catching up fast, which we talked about um, has also a lot to do with Brexit. Now Frankfurt is already number two in Germany, tied with, tied with Munich, um, reports Gründerszene um, by comparing several studies conducted by the online bank Comdirect. Then there's more good news. And there is more good news related to uh, Frankfurt and the Frankfurt and the mine region. Um, maybe you can also count them as a fintech, but um, at least it's a company coming to the region. Silicon Valley Bank gears up for a Frankfurt launch as Brexit nears, writes independent.ie. And Silicon Valley Bank, or short SVB, already hired away the CEO of the Frankfurt-based accelerator main incubator, which is backed by Germany's number two bank, Commerzbanks. So we see that there's also quite some, um, yeah, quite some fluctuation among the companies, which can also probably be interpreted as a sign for a stronger and ever-growing cluster. We have news for um, 12 million funding for a fintech from Waldorf, as reported by German website Gründerszene.de. Little disclaimer, I'm writing for them as well. Waldorf, you've probably not heard of if you're not very familiar with the uh, nitty-gritty of German um, entrepreneurship. Waldorf is not just a nice little sleepy town, but it's also a home of one of the biggest success stories of the past decades in German entrepreneurship, being SAP. So there we have a new uh, startup called Treasury Intelligence Solutions, TIS, founded by SAP alumni and uh, used to monitor money flows. 
investors uh, include Target Partners and Zobito. Um, I mean, it's not that, uh, it's not really Frankfurt region. We now put it here, though, because it's 45 minutes away in a car ride from Frankfurt. Manhattan, as it says in our show notes, but I uh, hesitate to call it like this, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and for everybody who's not a native German speaker, uh, you can try a little bit out the tongue twister because many people don't know what SAP means. It's a German acronym. It means Systeme, Anwendung und Produkte in der Datenverarbeitung. Now try this three times. I wouldn't have known this. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good that Germans, Germans um, names are oftentimes those abbreviations. And since you did something close to my heart, I'll do something close to your heart. Nordrhein-Westfalia, one of the states in Germany, one with the largest population, a fund operated by the German powerhouse state of Nordrhein-Westfalia is going to give more money to funders. Nearly half a billion euro now, so around 600 million dollars, mostly for tech-related startups. That's a sign for growing competition among German states. It's like the American states, everybody wants to have the bigger, the better, and whatever. Yeah, it's really, it's really crazy. And now, yeah, this seems like a lot of money. And usually also in Germany, they have these rules that they uh, are only allowed to give you money, but they are not allowed to take any equity. So, um, oftentimes it's, it's, it's quite good. And we have a city like Dusseldorf, I think, who doesn't do too bad in terms of startups. And, um, yeah, so probably it's worth a look if you're thinking about the German uh, market. There, so there are actually a lot of those funds out there. I know that there is, um, Frankfurter Gründerfonds, Frankfurt Entrepreneurship Fund or Frankfurt Founders Fund, which actually gives um, gives money as a loan, but only to the ones headquartered here in Frankfurt. And I know that there's a special dedicated VC fund for startups in Leipzig. So there there's a lot of local VC going on and the local governments get a little bit more involved than usual. Uh, just take, for example, that the state and the city of Frankfurt, the state of Hessen, and the city of Frankfurt also helped to set up Tequartier, which, by the way, turned one year old. Okay, and we are to the companies. Follow up on our earlier news wrap-ups. You remember we tell you we keep you up to date and we keep our promise with that. Crisis over at Movinga asks the blog deutschestartups.de, formerly known and reported by us as being involved in lawsuits with naming rights against the other platforms where one can organize the move to a new house. Those included Move24, then later called Movago and Movinga itself. Mid of 2015, the founders had to leave and now... In November 2017, the Berlin-based startup raised 22 million euros again. Hopefully, they got through. Our all-time favorite, Rocket Internet. They are here. <laughs> Christian, usually now yes, you have to um, do comment. No, it's good, but this because this time around uh, we got good news for Rocket Internet um, because HelloFresh had its IPO. And it went quite well at Frankfurt Stock Exchange at 10 uh, euros 25 per share, um, which was right in the middle of the so-called book building range. Um, right now, it's hovering a 
tiny bit below this level. So it's around like 10, 10, 10, 20, but not too bad. And um, this means that it did well, way better than Blue Apron here in the US. Also, HelloFresh is um, pretty aggressive here in the American market as well. So it's one of the few uh, startups that also made it from Germany to uh, international markets. Blue Apron does still dominate the market, however, but the market share is also um, plummeting. Rides Recode, we have uh, the article in our show notes. And now everyone is asking how probably Amazon Fresh might uh, change that game because this is also uh, this service is also coming to Germany. It's now covering Munich. Yeah, and in the US, though, it, um, it, it stopped the delivery service in a couple of cities, but uh, not in New York, obviously. But it was in a couple of minor cities that Amazon said it would stop the fresh service. Yes, when I remember correctly, uh, the United States are pretty much more spread out than Germany itself. You got to see Germany is approximately half the size of Texas. And with a population, I think almost two times maximum, three times the population of Texas. So you get a feeling that the population density is much, much higher. And therefore, it makes more sense for certain hubs to be served. And um, in total, you, wherever in Germany you set up your shop, statistically you have more people around unless you compare to manhattan or something else so sure maybe this is advantageous to the business model of amazon fresh but also All i mean other news yeah yep. uh, just one one last uh, thought there but also i think it always needs to be said here that germans are incredibly price sensitive when it comes to groceries and so um it's a tough business to be in for the meal boxes as well as for delivery service like amazon fresh because germans like the um yeah like their groceries really cheap and you got to see um What, what is the name of the supermarket store? Whole Foods, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Whole Foods. Basically, if you want a good um, groceries, good food, good fruits, vegetables, you usually have to go to Whole Foods in the US. And the big disadvantage of the German market is you get, I would say, the level of Whole Foods or almost the level of Whole Foods in almost every A supermarket grocery store around here starting from Aldi and Lil who are also now expanding in the US to Reva and everybody else who's around here so the competition here in food is really really tough all other news everybody who follows us for some time already knows that the German startup scene is a bit different from the one in other countries and especially the US in Germany established companies like from DAX to hidden champion to proud companies with additions spanning several hundreds of years play a much bigger role with their accelerators companies seems to have tried out some ideas and now seem to react to what they've learned or Other companies join the ones with the experience. Therefore, we have some accelerated news from last month here from you. Want to see how Volkswagen's incubator in Dresden looks? Here are some pictures in an article. I do believe it's from Gründerszene. Let me check. Yes, Gründerszene. You, you, uh, don't worry. It's, it's in German, but you can still see the pictures. Allianz X, Allianz X. The company builder of insurance giant Allianz seems to change its strategy rather substantially. The former CEO of Hubraum, st uh, the startup program of Deutsche Telekom, was hired in September 2016 to run the 
department Allianz X and help with digitalization. Now he already leaves Allianz X and they change focus from building companies to investing in startups. And sorry, I was, I was so tempted to do a roaring sound when I read this news, but yeah, I'll skip don't. it because Porsche or Porsche, uh, known for its well-engineered fast cars, now joins forces with publishing giant Axel Springer. Both companies will own 50% of the Berlin-based venture. We tweeted news before and that plaque and play will undergo changes. This may be one building block. So bottom line, Axel Springer and Porsche are doing an accelerator program in Berlin. Yes, yeah, so in plug and play, uh, for those who don't know, it was the uh, accelerator from Springer before. Um, I mean, it's it's an interesting an interesting area, but I always think that uh, all those accelerators and incubators also have issues, especially internally, because you're really in a in a um, tough spot. Because on the one hand, if once you build it, then um, you have the problem that within the company, your uh, employees will wonder, okay, are they doing the innovation now? Who else is doing the innovation? Aren't we supposed to be innovative anymore? What's going on here? So once you build it, you have issues. And um, then afterwards, if you... Uh, if the accelerator succeeds, then uh, you probably might want to uh, get some products out of it for your, like your uh, general business. And then you wonder, okay, are they having all the all the cool projects now? And if it succeeds, you take stuff from the accelerator into your company. Then you could have built it in-house probably as well. And if it doesn't succeed, everybody will wonder, well, why are we spending money on that anyway? And so um, it always looks a bit to me as if it's very hard to, yeah, to find there a sweet spot where it fosters innovation within your company and is a bit successful but probably not too much and it's really interest it's going to be interesting to see how all those accelerators are faring once uh, entrepreneurship is probably not as sexy anymore as it is now i'm also curious about that since in theory it makes sense if you see okay there's a company it knows how to run its business and there's a startup with an awesome idea but doesn't know how to run its business. At least that's the assumption. And when you then take into account everything you said, plus the problems of getting such a program up, keeping it running, and the, the, the really big difference in culture between the startups and the well-established companies, because it's, it's not like they're completely separate. They have to work together. Only then it makes sense. And then you get really this clash of cultures, completely different goals and all this stuff. That is something you really have to manage carefully. And I do believe that's a challenge even for the biggest companies out there. Yes. Okay, moving on. Um, we yeah. see um, a quite new trend in German startup scene probably. Um, more and more money is pouring into startups uh, dealing with uh, the whole topic of smart homes. So uh, players are getting a bit more serious. One example is that the German-based Nest competitor Termondo raised 21 million euro for smart home appliances. We have some more details on that in our show notes. And uh, well, internationally related is that Google may reunite with Nest as it takes on Amazon and it wants to integrate its Net Nest Labs into its hardware team. So we'll see about that. It's definitely uh, also a tough competitive space to uh, make a mark in. 
we have travel news. Get Your Guide raises $75 million to further expand its global marketplace for travel activities. Medical news. <laughs> Investors have backed an artificial intelligence doctor app called Ada with $47 million, reports Business Insider. Ada has offices in Berlin, Munich, and London and wants to combine AI with knowledge of real doctors. Reportedly, they've been downloaded already more than 1 million times in their first six months. Um, so we'll see about that. And here is now the uh, smart-ass question related to that. Why do you, they, they call themselves Ada? Ada, do you know that? I don't have any clue. Ada was the first programmer ever in history, and it was a woman. Look it up. Uh, yeah, I see. Okay. <laughs> Top 10 equity based crowdfunding platforms in Europe, writes EU Startups. They made up a list. Disclaimer, the owner and backer of EU Startups is a German guy. They used to be headquartered in Munich, but we are in contact with Thomas. And he listed two of them, Berlin-based Companisto. A quote here the article, with more than 70,000 investors from 82 countries and total investment of over 40 million companisto managed to become a leader within the market controlling up to 21% of domestic market share, writes EU startups. And we do have Tristan. Once again, Tristan-based seed match is dominant in equity. A quote once again the article, with almost 33 million euros successfully invested into startups of which 102 projects have been funded. It remains unsurprising that Seedmensch maintained a 95% success rate. With nearly 55,000 members within its network, Seedmatch holds 30% of the German market share alone. This was from eustartups.com. And another unexpected player. After the German parcel service, Deutsche Post started to build an electric car. It may not come as a surprise who joins the autonomous driving business. Germany's first driverless bus takes to the roads in Bavaria. Funny about it is that none of the well-known car producers is involved, but the little bus is the brainchild of German railway operator Deutsche Bahn. Yeah, and the uh, uh, the little scooter, the electric scooter from Deutsche Post is really a success story right now. It's uh, getting a lot of good press and seems to be um, ordered uh, pretty often. So yeah, we'll see how it goes for Deutsche Bahn. I'm all for them because my father worked for them for 40 years, so... You won't hear me say a bad word about them. And we're moving on to the whole cryptocurrency craziness and uh, everything related to it, because obviously in startup world, we have the whole topic of ICOs related to that. Um, European regulators press pause as Wild West ICOs change the phase of crowdfunding is a an article that we found interesting coming from tech.eu. Um, Slock.it as uh, uh, yeah, a company whose co-founders and intermediaries may have violated the federal security law, securities laws with ICO, and um, which is important since Slock IT is a German company, but the ICO can apparently be subject to U.S. securities laws, and every company who intends an ICO may be subject to the same regulation. Related to that, we also have some... Um, SEC ruling, the SEC determined that ICOs can be subject to federal securities laws. We have it all in our show notes. And um, that seems about it. 
please tune in the next yeah, please well, tune in the next time when we make fun of uh female programmers <laughs> no, we're not. we didn't we're not. no we, but i had the feeling you didn't appreciate her as much i will send you links to find out about her yeah yeah greatly appreciate it and we put it in know-how for those with vision and As we said, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You will hear from us again in 2018. We are looking forward to bring you more news, interviews, and event coverage from Frankfurt, Germany, and the world. Yes, please let us know how we should change and improve. And uh, yeah, as always, you know, sharing is caring and all yeah. this. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're really excited about the next year. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, f f feedback always welcome. Just just hit us, joe at startuprate.io and chris at startuprate.io. It gets straight into our inbox. It does. So? Um, it does. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas. It's the first time I'm saying it this year. Happy holidays, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> it's actually like the 4th of December and it, it still feels a little, bit, a little bit strange to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. But nonetheless... Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, guys. Yes, bye-bye.